0: who's ready to study some scenes some really good scenes welcome to really good scene studies I've got my two besties here with me Hallie and Hannah friends of the pod already do you two want to say hello hello
1: hi hello world (laughs) what's up they already know me you know
0: yeah yeah
1: there's really no introduction yeah
0: that's totally cool I'm totally <laughs> I'm totally down with that
1: yeah I mean and if I you're think... not caught up if you're not caught up on the lore of really good scene studies then you need to like go back and catch up so
2: yeah what episode were you I was in episode one.
1: oh, oh big flex over here <laughs> what episode were you and Ellie I was in like I think it was probably four right Western. yeah episode
0: four Western. Yep. Yeah. And I it was, was great. in every single episode. Of course. Um,
2: responsible. Yeah.
0: yeah just because I'm responsible. Exactly. But yeah, we have a special episode today. So brace yourselves. Um, what makes this episode special? A lot of things. But one of the big things <laughs>
1: <laughs> <is that laughs>
0: we have a guest writer.
1: Woo! insert applause here (laughs) it's me Um, I'm the guest writer mm -hmm.
0: so yeah Hallie's the guest writer I chose the genre this time I chose rom-com it's February Valentine's Day I was gonna say I was gonna ask you both do we like rom-coms why or why not
1: I yeah yeah
0: Yeah, of course we love rom-coms everyone
2: loves love how can you not especially with added comedy because you have to be like kind of humiliated in order (laughs) in order to be loved you have to be vulnerable which means being humiliated that's a really nice (laughs) message Hannah (laughs) you think about it no one wants to like be with someone who's never been like embarrassed before you have to be open your heart has to be open and exposed for all to see
0: I got this um article on snapchat the other day and it was saying insert that... here <laughs> you can find the link here <laughs> it was saying that yeah people like seeing you make small mistakes but not wow. big ones not big ones
1: <laughs> no, who are they employing over on snapchat news like <laughs> they have a team of psychologists at the ready
0: no it's like psych um, to go on snapchat
1: <laughs> oh my god, psych to go yeah. Okay, That's where yes. I got my de- psychology degree It's from Snapchat <laughs> news um, But yeah I Speaking as the writer of this episode I really grew to Appreciate the rom-com genre And also It being February I've just been on the On the train But I definitely like Was like I, I have a lot of like References here it's a cool genre And Yeah I'm a fan What references will we be seeing? um, Devil Wars Prada, 13 Going on 30, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, Shrek, (laughs) When Harry Met Sally, and 10 Things I Hate About You. And then also like a little bit of the Mother God documentary, Ugly Betty. Ugly Betty? Wow. Yeah. Some babies, really. I'm I'm really (laughs) curious to see how this all... (laughs) Coheses together.
0: Yeah, me too.
1: Yeah. I do have to ask you, Caitlin. Um, have you been like doing any sort of like Elvis like vocal training? Because that would really <laughs> lend to your role. Like, I don't know how good your impression is.
0: Um, I think I can do
1: it. It's okay, kind of like for it's sure. It's
0: like southern and deep. Like,
1: hey, baby.
0: Yeah. What's yeah, that? you really sound bad?
1: just like Austin Butler. <laughs> so perfect, we're all set.
2: Cool. Okay. Are we gonna be singing in this? Do you think? Like, are we gonna be singing
0: songs? <laughs> I mean, I wasn't expecting that. Like, what? I'm so confused. Elvis. I know that really is sc- gonna be. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's how- like really scary. How bad is this? Like, hey, baby, I'm Elvis. Bad, I like it. I know it's not bad. Do you think it works? Yeah, I think you gotta save
2: that. You gotta save your energy for the moment, you know.
0: You're like, I agree. (laughs) Please stop making that, making those noises.
1: So, we open on Interior Church of Tender Loves Dance Hall evening. Many years in the future, after a dissolution of society or two, a love story with comedic elements unfolds music thumps and the dance hall of the church of tender love is bathed in pulsing red light an upbeat song a la dreams by the cranberries or similar plays over the speakers as boncora katie at 25 dances happily in slow motion her long brown hair is half tied up in a ribbon and she wears a red glittery two-piece with a white heart in the middle of her chest in fact, the entire room is dressed in reds, whites, and pinks, and there are Valentine's-themed decorations everywhere. This is the Church of Tender Love's Valentine's Day Mixer.
2: For a girl like me, love might seem impossible, but a smart woman once told me, Miracles happen every day, Cora. You just have to look for the signs.
0: Oh,
1: don't flatter me so much. Cut to Interior, Hubble Kitchen, Continuous. Cora's mother, Edith Cady, 50s, stands in her kitchen chatting on a corded phone. Despite her noticeably run-down surroundings, Edith's disposition is warm, speaking with her daughter.
0: Are you sure that was me who said that, dear? I don't usually sound so precious about
1: these things. Mother... Interior Cora's home, continuous. Cora is curled up in her pajamas on a satin futon, cordless phone in hand.
2: I was just trying to set the scene, okay? Now, will you let me tell this story or not?
0: Fine, fine. Don't mind me. If you hear snoring, it means I've dozed off. Just yell loudly into the speaker.
1: Edith chuckles to herself and sits (laughs) down at the naughty brown table. (laughs) She begins working on the knitting set 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 out before her shouldering the phone as i was saying cut to interior church of tender love's dance hall continuous chorus slow-mo dancing continues and she is joined with a couple of other ladies one of which brings her some sort of red hued cocktail
2: ah my first week at the church of tender love couldn't have been going better as the only new scribe i was nervous if i would make any friends but i think i fit right in
1: The three ladies all clink their drinks together.
2: Woo! And mom, I've already made a best, best friend here. Her name is Naomi.
1: An elegant hand covers Cora's eyes from behind. Cora turns and excitedly welcomes Naomi, 26, into the circle. She is bright-eyed with sleek blonde hair. She gives Cora a spin.
0: Sounds like you girls know how to party. Is that all
1: you do over there at the church? intercut Edith Cora.
2: Of course not, Mom, but this was the val- the Valentine's Day mixer. It's practically what the church was founded on. Did you know they say the C-O-T-L started in the ruins of an old world church basement? It was there they found gifts from St. Valentine himself, cards and candy wrappers, a bible, and a video cassette collection of
0: Elvis Presley live in concert. No, Cora. That kind of thing doesn't exactly reach us out here in the hovels. But yes, this was a big day as I understand it. Huge,
2: Mom! I haven't even told you the biggest news! Cora takes a deep breath. I am in the running to become the wife of Erin Valentine!
1: Cora bites her lip and waits for her mother to shower her with praise. But nothing happens. After a beat. Who? Who? Cora lets out an exasperated sigh. Her next words match up perfectly with Naomi leaning over and whispering in past Cora's ear.
2: Aaron Valentine.
1: Interior dance hall continuous. Naomi points out a swaggering young man making his way through the crowd. Towering over most others at the mixer, Aaron Valentine, 27, was dressed in a striking black suit with a burgundy dress shirt. His dark hair was slicked back, save for one errant curl, hanging perfectly on his brow.
2: Aaron is the son of our leader, Father Malone Valentine. One day, he'll take his father's place as head of the church, and whoever he chooses as his lucky bride will be his right hand, not to mention their massive fortune. Intercut
1: Edith Cora. Edith cuts in.
0: Fortune? Cora, I don't mean to sound greedy, but...
1: She takes a look at the shack around her and cups the phone with both hands.
0: Please tell me you went over
2: there.
1: Like I said, Naomi's a good friend. Interior Church of Tender Loves dance hall continues. He's looking right at you, Cora. Get over there, now. Naomi shoves Cora, sending her stumbling towards Aaron, almost spilling her drink. Whoa! Aaron catches her by the arms. Is this the Elvis voice? Yes. You got it.
0: Let her rip. Hey there, little mama. Now don't go drinking too much of that punch, Amore. It can be deadly for a little
1: thing like you. Cora can't help but just stare back at Aaron. To their left, a couple of the woo girls watch and whisper. He's just so albine.
2: He has the voice and everything. It's like seeing the king in person.
1: This snaps Cora out of her haze.
0: Uh, <laughs> I'm Cora. Well, it's nice to meet you, Kara. Kara, if I may be so bold, I notice you have dark brown hair.
1: Observant. Cora tries to decide if this is a compliment or not.
2: I do. My mother said it's because I was born right in the dirt, so
0: rubbed off on me.
1: She smiles brightly. Aaron returns a grin.
0: Gross. Well, Miss Kara, I've been greatly enjoying our conversation, and I would like to ask you out on a date with me.
1: A date? Aaron nods, looking deep into her eyes. (sighs) I'd love to go on a date with you. Aaron pumps his fist. Ooh. He slicks his hair back and does a weird spin, revealing a black velvet cape as part of his ensemble. It whips around with him, knocking Cora's cup of punch amore right out of her hand and onto her chest, staining her white heart red. Oh! Aaron doesn't seem to notice his faux pas, instead joining his posse, standing a few feet away. Let's hit it, boys! As they file out, one member of the crew stays behind. Antonin Crowley, 27, makes his way over to Cora.
0: Was that a cape? I'm so sorry about that. Here.
1: He pulls out a white handkerchief and attempts to dab the punch off of Cora's top before thinking better of it. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. He hands the cloth- Cora the cloth. Please don't dab my chest. Antonin flushes, looking incredibly embarrassed. Of course.
0: I- I'm sorry. Please stop saying you're sorry. I think twice is enough. I... right. He just... Listen, I love Aaron, but I swear sometimes he doesn't think. I can see that. He asked me on a date, but never said where or when. He always does this. Never any
1: details, no follow-through. He takes a beat to look at Cora. His eyes, his eyes seem to want to say I'm sorry a hundred more times.
0: A date, huh? Tell you what, just keep the hanky. It's got my number on it.
1: Call me tomorrow and we'll figure out a place in time. Cora looks down at the now stained handkerchief. In red embroidery it reads Antonin Crowley with his number. She looks back at him quizzically. Antonin Crowley
0: Just call me Aunt. Why do you have your number on a handkerchief? Aunt scoffs
1: with an indignant grin. In case I lose it. It's my only one. Naomi and the Woo girls appear, buzzing with excitement. Cora stares after Ant as he awkwardly turns and leaves. She catches herself smiling a little. Intercut Edith Cora.
0: Tell me, you called this boy, Corey. I've got mouths to feed here.
2: Of course I did, Mom. We planned a wonderful day out in the town, but...
0: Turns out we had company. Let me guess, there were ants
1: at your picnic? Oh, Mom, don't say it like that. Cut to exterior seaside town day. Cora and Aaron sit next to each other on a checkered picnic blanket. Aunt holds a parasol above Aaron's head and Naomi sips on a lemonade. The vibes are definitely awkward. Under church guidelines,
2: Aaron must travel with one of his lords in waiting for security measures. Portable
0: shade is real necessary for me as I want to control my level of tan to be as authentically LV as possible.
1: And Aaron insisted I bring a friend to even out the numbers. Naomi cuts the weird silence with a laugh. <laughs> That's amazing, Aaron. You're so committed. Which of St. Presley's concert videos do you find yourself most drawn to?
0: That's such a tough pick, cuz. Kara doll, you sure you don't need a pick me up or something? Am I really that boring?
1: Cora realizes she's been staring into space for the last five minutes. Naomi tries to politely correct Aaron. It's actually- It's Cora, Aaron. Ant realizes his tone came out much sharper than intended. The awkwardness returns as all three stare at Ant. I mean, uh, look, there's a coffee shop across the street. I'll go get us all some. Cora joins Ant, eager to leave the odd dynamic. I'll come too. The two rush off across the street. Aaron looks at Naomi. Is it just me, or are those two acting real goofy today? Like they just screwed or something? Naomi just shrugs. Cut to, a while later, Aunt and Cora return, coffees in hand. Ready to jump back into the
0: weirdest double date of your life?
2: I, well, I don't think there's room for us on that blanket anymore.
1: The pair look on as Aaron tosses grapes in the air as Naomi tries to catch them in her mouth. They giggle. Ant catches Cora's dejected look, and an idea strikes him.
0: If you promise not to tell anyone about this, I think I know something that might cheer you up. Have you ever
1: heard of a rom-com? Cut to Interior, Ant's Apartment, Evening. The end credits of 10 Things I Hate About You roll on the television as Ant and Cora sit and watch. is teared up a little and sniffs.
0: Sorry. I thought a good rom-com might cheer you up, Cora. No, no.
2: It's just so amazing, Aunt. I I feel like I've been missing out all my life. How did you get all this lost media?
1: Crowley family secret. He puts his finger to his lips. Cora's eye is caught by a copy of Grease lying on the coffee table.
2: Who's that Elvian
0: man? Was he a follower of St. Presley too? No, that's John Trabalta,
1: a movie star, from what I gather. Shall we? He picks up a copy and Cora nods vehemently. Cut to Olivia Newton-John at Sandy Croons, hopelessly devoted to you on screen. Cora and Ant have moved closer.
0: I'm sorry your date with Aaron didn't go as expected, Cora. He is really too dumb to see something good right in front of him. Do you always apologize for
2: things that aren't your fault? It might not have gone how I wanted today, but you made it okay.
1: Ant? yeah the pair's faces were inches from each other tension thick in the air then aunt's clock chimes 10 p.m cora pulls away and stands suddenly hastily gathering her coat and bag oh 10 p.m already
2: i have to go aunt i have to uh go call my mother thanks for the great time i just i'll see
1: you cora wait cora has gone all that's left of her is her red hair ribbon Aunt picks it up and looks at it longingly as Sandy swirls away John Travolta's weird, watery face on the television screen. So I guess that's why I really called, Ma. Cut to interior Cora's living room continued.
2: I have this great opportunity with Aaron. I mean, I could provide for the family for generations, but Aunt, he's something special. What should I do?
1: No response. Mom? Mother? Edith? Katie! Intercut: Edith, Cora. Edith wakes with a start.
0: Oh, 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 Cora, it's you. You've got to understand. It's half past eleven here. We got to wrap this up.
1: I just need advice, Mom. Edith thinks for a moment. Hmm. Well, what was
0: that I supposedly told you? Look, look for a sign. Maybe that will help you. But I really think that sounds more like your great aunt Kath than me.
1: A ping sounds from Cora's computer. The screen lights up with a message. Cora puts the phone to her chest and walks over. Her eyes widen as she reads. New message from Aaron Valentine. Hey doll, paparazzi got
0: pics of Naomi and I canoodling. Old man is peeved. Says new bride must be brunette, a real Priscilla and all that. Only way to fix it. For us is to wed. He approves. What do you say? Meet me in the tender chapel tomorrow? All my lovin', A V.
1: Cora bites her lip, thinking hard, then types.
0: What
2: time?
1: Cut to Interior Tender Lovin' Chapel, next day. The TLC was like a supercharged Vegas chapel. The pews were filled with guests while an officiant drones up at the altar. Cora, dressed in a a white baby doll dress, stands across from Aaron in a shiny black tuxedo. Cora peers uncertainly over to Naomi, who is with the other Woo girls as bridesmaids. Naomi, though clearly upset, tries to muster a reassuring smile. And now we've reached the moment where anyone who might object to this union may say their piece. Anyone? Cora looks into the congregation as if expecting to see somebody stand. Cut to interior outside chapel doors, simultaneous. Aunt slips Leo, an elderly AV operator, a few bills. And what is this you're doing now? I'm 10 things I hate about you and her, Leo. I think it's the only way I'll get through. Ant grabs the microphone, gestures to Leo, and steps into the chapel. You kids and your slang. Leo pushes a button on a switchboard. Cut to interior chapel continuous. The sad twangs of hopelessly devoted to you play over the speaker system. Ant enters dramatically and begins to sing. Yes,
0: mine is not the first heart broken. My eyes are not the first to cry. I'm not the first to know. There's just no getting
1: over you. It's low-key beautiful. Everyone turns to see the mystery singer. Aunt climbs up on some of the more vacant pews and tries to run across them, a la heath ledger, but it's markedly less graceful. One of the woo-girls whispers to Cora, I didn't know Antonin could sing. Me neither. Excuse me,
2: is this allowed?
1: Well, technically, we must hear out any object to you in full, unless Mr. Valentine. They all look over at Aaron, who is choking back tears.
0: "No, nope, no. Nope. I'm fine. It's just so
1: beautiful." And sings in a high falsetto, slowly making his way up the aisle. He finishes on the last on the last high note with flair. The congregation looks around unsure, but a few start to clap. "I hope
0: that worked." Cora, Aaron, I'm
1: He stops himself.
0: "I'm" I'm here to tell you that you don't have to go
1: through with this, Aaron. It's clear you love Naomi. The congregation gasps. <gasps> Naomi looks to Aaron. Is it true? Aaron looks out to the crowd, to Aunt, and then to Naomi.
0: Naomi doll, it is true.
1: When I asked Cora about the mi-
0: when I asked Cora out at the mixer, well, I I was really coming to talk to you.
1: He steps away from the altar and over to Naomi.
0: I love you, Naomi,
1: and I don't care that you're blind. Naomi tries to make sense of the pseudo-compliment, but decides to take it anyway. The two embrace, eliciting a small uh from the crowd. Anne turns to Cora.
0: You don't have to be with me, Cora. You don't have to be with anyone. I just wanted to show you that you can be happy,
1: just as you are. A moment passes between them. Cora smiles and pulls out Anne's handkerchief from her garter.
2: I was hoping you'd come, aunt. I was hoping for another sign, and
0: I got it.
1: She kisses him on the cheek.
0: Mr. Preacher, sir, is there any way we can call off this little shindig last minute?
1: The officiant looks to the newly formed couples. I think it would go against all tenets of our church to ignore one of St. Valentine's miracles. I must regretfully announce that this wedding is officially called off the congregation cheers Woo! Woo! yeah cut to exterior tender love and chapel moments later can't take my eyes off you by frankie valley or similar plays the congregation lines up along either side of the stairs exiting the chapel the doors swing open and naomi and aaron, aaron happily run out together the crowd showers them with conversation hearts instead of rice Ant and Cora follow, at a slower pace, and turn to each other at the bottom of the step. I almost forgot. You left us the other night. He pulls Cora's red ribbon out of his pocket. She tosses off her veil and replaces it with the ribbon. A conversation heart lands perfectly on the top of her head. It reads, I heart you. She takes it and then gives it to Ant. For you. He reads it, pops it into his mouth, and then dips Cora into a passionate kiss. A vignette frames the couple as the music plays them out. Title card: The End. And that's the end of our story. How romantic! All right,
0: that was beautiful. I'm gonna stop the share. Thanks, that was so everybody. Beautiful and romantic. What a beautiful story. <laughs> I like that it took place like in a cult.
1: Yeah, I was like, okay, so there was honestly like a few different drafts of this rom-com script um because every time I wrote it I was like I'm getting too into the cult lore and not enough into the (laughs) rom-com so to like keep on like re like doing it so this is definitely like a more fun version of it where they just all love Elvis and like Christianity and love what was kind of the other drafts about It was just more, like, um, more detail about, like, this sort of, like, new, um, because it happens, like, in the future,
0: because,
1: like, they have this, like, lost media, Mm -hmm. um, and stuff like that, and, like, yeah, so it's sort of, like, a reformed world, and it just takes place on this little contained, like, island, Mm -hmm. um, where this, this cult of love is, like, um... Oh kind of, gosh. it kind of runs the show, yeah. So, yeah,
0: well, I liked like the lost media idea, yeah. And like, you know, it's like underground access to like rom coms. And it's funny that yeah. they that was a lost media for this cult because you'd think that would be, you know, part of their scripture, but maybe it's like, you know, it shows the control that the cult has,
1: right? Like, they want just maybe this, like, one. Um, specific view and maybe Ant is like I'm trying to show you you can it can it can be whatever you want
0: and now they're I feel like they're gonna go change the church and change the world yeah
1: (laughs) in the in the other drops, which I really like so I might keep exploring that definitely was kind of the ending was like Mm -hmm. there it's a little bit more like they they take control of the church or whatever yeah cool
2: Yeah, I like how detailed it was. And you can really right away start to see the characters and like how they're going to line up. So Mm -hmm. I like the whole plot and how it's like, first she was going to be with this guy and then it switched to someone else, the kinder guy who actually treated her well. And so she (laughs) didn't have, how she like was talking to her mom the whole time. I like how that kind of played out through it. And then the moment where it's like, she calls the mom, it like all came together. So like it was kind of like where you had different chronological points and then it all came together and then like the climax happened.
0: Yeah. I agree.
2: So I thought the story was like very well constructed.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I was kind of worried about I did when I was right. It was one of those ideas that just kind of like came to me as I was like delete second draft, start third draft, where yeah. I was like this is a good way to just really like give sort mm-hmm. of some exposition so we can still kind of have some lore. But I was like, it's going to be interesting. It's one of those things that works on screen. And to read, it's a little, it could be like clunky, but I think it worked out. Yeah,
2: Yeah, I think it was very, like, reading it, I feel
1: like you still got this to the visual as well. I agree. Yeah, Um, that kind of is like a good transition into my second question, which is, what's like one of your guys's favorite rom-com tropes? Because there are a lot of them.
0: I mean, I do. Love I love the, karaoke. No, I was gonna say the singing. <laughs> I was so happy I got to sing in this one. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I know. I was like, okay, Caitlin needs to be doing this part because
0: that was really it was
1: karaoke good. head. Thanks. I like how you said low key. It was low key beautiful. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, I know this is like this is not going into any script I submit anywhere, but it's going in this one because yeah, there's no there's no more apt description. Than Mm. low key beautiful, agreed. So you mean just like the typical
2: plots of like movies that we like, like as far as rom coms go. Yeah, I'm trying to think of some more
0: because there's yeah there's so many. I feel like
2: I feel like there are a lot of bad rom coms.
1: You could talk about that too.
2: It's like hard to have a good rom com. I feel like I do feel like like the ten things I hate about you. Like I always like the rom coms where they're always like three. It's almost like a love triangle. Those always suck me in. And it's always like they end up hating one one character and then that's the person they end up with. I don't know why I always love that trope because there's so much tension and it's like you have to wait longer for them to actually get together, but you still get the satisfaction of them having like a partner in the beginning because they're typically with someone already or they're like with the, the person who's like not for them, obviously.
1: So I do like that trope and I like that you used it. It's very Jane Austen. And like, I did watch Pride and Prejudice. Like, kind of right as I was in the middle Mm -hmm. of writing. And I was like, this this is great. It was so good. It was
2: totally Pride and Prejudice. I was thinking about that scene where they're dancing at the ball. I like, I felt that
1: energy in this. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe on to question three. Um, Do you guys like want to talk about cults? (laughs) They can practice, they can base their... I just think it's interesting how they can base their practice in basically anything. Um, and I did watch the mother God uh, cult documentary, like at some point leading up to this <laughs> and like, maybe like how it's like real versus like artificial, like constructed love.
0: Yeah. Like their, their cult is based on like, yeah. Like the idea of love, but not actual love. So it's like, it's, it's kind of corny, you know? It mm-hmm. doesn't really That's a good work. word. Like, it's corny because it's like, they're like, oh, love and Elvis is, like, our thing. <laughs> it's like, yeah. that doesn't they're, make like, sense. They're, like, obsessed with marriage. That's so
1: true. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like, a bad marriage, too. Like, mm-hmm. notoriously yeah. bad in marriage. They're like, we want us to look like That's what Priscilla and Elvis.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was a huge influence, too. I just feel like there's so much, like, Elvis in the media right now.
2: Yeah, yeah no, no i like, definitely. if you're
1: Austin yeah. Butler don't watch this episode because it might trigger you back into like your vocal yeah.
0: situation especially like when I you know I nailed it so well yeah you really should actually him. like maybe
1: vocal coach yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah vocal
2: coach um yeah I definitely as far as cults go I mean I have some experience with that with the Mormons they're like kind of culty <laughs> they mm-hmm. are and especially how like they're Like it revolves around, you have to do all these things to participate in the temple. And then you get to be with your family in the afterlife. You get to have like your own planet. And if you don't do these certain things, you won't get to be with your family in the afterlife. So it's like this ongoing anxiety you have throughout your entire life to be perfect. Or to like be perfect within like those guidelines of, oh, you can't do this. You have to make a certain income. You have to do all this, all these specific things to like be accepted Into it's like a guilt trip, anxiety. And I feel like this that's kind of what Cora was feeling in the beginning. Like she had these expectations, like she needs to be with this perfect Elvian man. (laughs) You know what I mean? She was feeling that same pressure that you do. If it's like in a cult, I guess maybe religion in general. She felt those guidelines. And then by the end of it, you know, she had the perfect character journey where she accepted herself and, and loved herself enough to try something new. That was more for her.
0: She's kind of a um a Whitney from Real Housewives of Salt Lake City.
2: Oh, okay, good. I'm glad that you
0: specified that. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of a Whitney. (laughs)
1: Yeah. I'm just gonna like accept that and because I don't have any knowledge.
0: She is because the the character like was married, but she like left the church and oh I guess this church. This church is a little different though because like they I mean the four of them seem and the priest seemed totally cool with them just like going out <laughs> your yeah. house in yeah. the name of
1: love. <laughs> right. I kinda had to like put in that just for the sake of like keeping it not crazy long. I had to yeah. kind of just make them like, this is like Saint Valentine's bidding, so we kind of have to let it happen. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. yeah. Cause that's funny you brought bring that up, Hannah, because I just finished finished watching under the banner of heaven oh and my gosh. that like miniseries is about like Mormonism and I was I yeah. think I kind of was like thinking about that
2: yeah like the bit more extreme freaky. extreme parts of it for
1: sure yeah totally
2: I also think it's interesting this might be a different topic but I feel like this whole story also resembles people now with social media how you see a picture of like the ideal and then you're just trying to reach that and recreate that when in reality the things that like propel us forward are thinking outside the box and doing new things that are different so it's kind of interesting how I saw that theme the entire time like in the beginning like you want like to be Priscilla and Elvis that's like thinking like most popular people on the internet like maybe Kim Kardashian or I don't know a man but
1: yeah, Kim and Davidson. Yeah, Pete <laughs>
2: Davidson. You know what I mean? People are striving <laughs> to be these people, but they kind of became those people by doing something different, you know? So I think in this story, like they're starting to go their own way. So maybe they'll, you know, start a new movement or something. Start a
0: new cult. Like anti-O. Yeah. Um, exactly. Start a new cult. That's what's going to happen. And then someone later on will have to break free of that cult. Yeah, it's exactly. all a vicious
1: cycle. Yeah, vicious like- cycle. Mm-hmm. social media trends yeah
0: just, I d- I wouldn't call it a vicious cycle I would call it the circle of life
1: okay right. sure yeah you'd fit right <laughs> in at the church of tender love tender love oh yeah gosh. yeah
0: I love um, love
1: we get we know we know yeah that's why you're watching all that real housewives yeah. <laughs> you just want to see people win oh um so my next question is do you think ant did the right thing
0: i think he should have said something but like we know that breaking up a wedding isn't like during the ceremony like (laughs) that's so toxic
1: big (laughs) toxic yeah when i was writing it i was like this is toxic for sure but
0: it's the trope it's such a you know it's the big shrek is that the shrek reference
1: maybe <laughs> oh my gosh
0: so so like obviously it's a thing but I'm happy he said something he could have you know said it a different done it earlier
2: in private well, the thing is I feel like he did he let her know the entire time how he felt about her I feel like it was very clear that aunt showed Cora that he cared about her and that it was her she needed some big event sometimes like you have to do something big to really show that it means something. And that was his big event by breaking in the church and just doing this like thing that was completely out there. Like sometimes it takes that for some people to be like, wow, you're right, this isn't right. I don't wanna be with this guy. Maybe that was part of her sign. She was looking for a sign. She was looking for some big event to happen, even That's though the true. sign was the handkerchief. You know what I mean? Like Some people are like, I'm looking for a sign. I, they're more passive in their role in life. They don't necessarily go after the things they know that they want, and sometimes it takes a big thing like that, like someone telling you, "This is what you actually want." Then you're like, "Okay, you're right."
0: Yeah, I guess. I, <laughs> even I, if it was kind of toxic, even if it was kind of toxic, I agree in the context of the movie and like a rom com. Yeah, I agree with all of what you just said, but um, in real life, I'm t- so. But yeah, I don't want to fight. I, what are no are we'll fight going fight? Is this something we're going to fight about?
2: Dude, let's Cora literally, going. this dude called her up. Hey, let's get married tomorrow or whatever. <laughs> like, she's obviously <laughs> not yeah. making a good choice here. <laughs> she's not, she was just doubting it, talking to her mom about how she was doubting it. And he's like, let's get married tomorrow.
1: I like forgot. for her,
2: she's looking for those signs. And to her, she's like, wow, this is my sign to marry him. But but it wasn't. She, she's taking on a really passive role and being like, letting these men choose which You know what I mean like it's like a very passive which some people are definitely like that yeah so it really was a great dynamic of who had the bigger balls
1: (laughs) oh yeah no I definitely agree with kind of both sides of thinking like when I was writing it I was like this isn't perfect but you know what Mm -hmm. like especially in a rom-com it's like yeah nobody I mean like people make the wrong decisions and like all the time and they kind of are just motivated by like what they think is best in that moment like I'd say Mm -hmm. that's why like Cora wants to maybe marry Aaron because she's like you know what this is going to be like good for my family and then aunt is like Just trying to figure out how he can, like, really. This is his one chance, so he's just like, Mm -hmm. "What do I know? Like, what can I do?" And she had the she had the sign she was looking for the whole time within herself. Yeah, she brought it with her to the wedding. That's crazy. Yeah,
2: that is crazy. She still had it on her.
1: Yeah, it's logic
2: brain versus the heart, not logic brain.
0: Yeah, but don't you think people are like responsible for their actions?
1: maybe maybe it's not so maybe the relationship isn't so wonderful you know like we yeah. only get to see this little snapshot yeah and people get away with bullshit all the time especially in movies that's just the, the that's thing. true
2: that is very true yeah but La i toxica.
0: guess <laughs> i guess it was like honestly a totally happy ending because aaron did not care like he even like was like <laughs> I have to marry you because my dad said so so I guess he yeah. doesn't care
1: mm-hmm. he's a real daddy's boy like
0: <laughs> maybe he should just marry his dad so. yeah. yeah
1: you're right lesson learned do you guys like as you're reading did you think of like who you might want to cast in some of these roles
0: I mean I really liked um Hannah's performance of Cora.
1: it was great Hannah you You had that like ingenue in you you know
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm a I'm totally a Cora
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm more of an Edith yeah Yeah. Um,
0: (laughs) you know who could be Edith Margot Martindale
1: oh totally or you know who else I was thinking for Edith was um in crazy ex-girlfriend Paula
0: that character because she she kind
1: of has the sass but she's like nice at the end of the day you know yeah that Mm -hmm. would be good
2: Um, for Ant, I feel like I just love Josh Hutcherson. He's, like, not the most stereotypical hot guy, but he, like, has that, like, the heart. You want someone with puppy dog eyes.
1: Totally. Him or
2: Miles Teller or something. Someone, like,
0: just puppy dog eyes. Yeah. You know who I was thinking? Because I watched It Follows last night.
1: Um. Great movie.
0: The guy, like, the Paul, like, the nerdy guy.
1: Yeah. That's kind of, I was kind of like going with somebody like that for some reason in my mind I've been watching like the promotional videos for the new Mr. and Mrs. Smith and oh, Donald Glover but like Donald Glover as like Troy Barnes a little bit I was thinking just mm-hmm. kind of that like try kind of try hard like I don't know yeah. yeah that kind of energy oh
2: Donald Glover's group would be great for that too
1: I was thinking Jacob Alordy would be really good as Aaron
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was thinking too <laughs> I was like, I can see Jacob Elordi I guess he technically was Elvis in this other adaptation of Priscilla. Yeah. Is that he, like, so? He played yeah. Elvis in like this movie called Priscilla. It like came out a little after the Austin Butler one.
1: I'll have to watch this. I I don't Yeah. Are you it more of us? like the
2: are you? Serious? I'm totally messing. Oh. <laughs>
0: that's who that's who. Was... How did you catch that?
2: It's like psychological right there, pathological.
0: That is pathological. It's not cool to lie. It's not cool to lie. To all the listeners, it's not cool to lie.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: No, I'm just kidding.
1: It's okay. We can make up. Wait, okay. Who's Naomi though? Who's gonna be Naomi? I was thinking like this the ages don't really match up, but like yeah. she just kind of gives off like Kate Hudson energy to me. Yeah. You're so like right. just like, kind of like that blonde I'm friend. Hudson. I'm thinking like Britney Snow. <gasps> yes. Oh, Britney Snow. Great. Great idea.
0: I love Britney Snow.
1: She needs to be in more things. I know. Let's call her up. Cora oh. was harder for me to pinpoint. I was like, maybe looks-wise, someone like I kind of like Margaret Qualley, but I couldn't really pinpoint like who I would who I would cast mm-hmm. as Cora. Yeah maybe leah michelle <laughs> what
0: honestly he i can like, see it. I
1: know. He's an ingenue really? she would
0: yeah it would be she would have to act for sure like i could see it though yeah
1: i if anyone wants to like call in with any any better ideas yeah right. maybe in the
2: comments or whatever
1: yeah who do you want in this okay do you think rom-com is a dead genre like, what do you think? And also, what do you think about genres getting sort of like self referential?
0: I don't think it's, de- I don't think genre, the genre is dead. I think it's been bad lately. But I saw any, anyone but you. It was good. Okay. So I, th- I think like, I don't think it's dead. I think it's hibernating. And, you know, we need to wake it up. Because we can make good rom coms. They just, they have to adapt to the times a little more and they have to be more they have to be more genuine than they've been because i feel like thing everything is just getting really disingenuine disingenuous that's
2: good i totally agree i agree they have to be more genuine and they almost have to be less subtle because i feel like that's what separates like just a drama romantic drama like you want it to be funnier you can't go through watching people fall in love and out of love and stuff without any
0: humor and you need i would um, agree good chemistry Mm -hmm. and you need interesting actors like yeah no more boring people more
2: character actors yeah not just like your stereotypical like the hot blonde that's in like action movies you need like someone who's like does funny impressions maybe Mm -hmm. (laughs) well you know What? what i mean like if you guys do watch mr and mrs smith that one actor her name's like maya something she's like so funny she was in yes. Pun 15. Yeah. Like she does like fun, these little things that are just really funny. Like I feel like that would contribute a lot to like these rom coms. Maybe not like hiring like a Will Ferrell as the lead, like someone less, someone more subtly funny. Like you wouldn't expect them to just do something really funny.
0: I hate to use the word quirky, but like quirky people who are just like quirked weird. up. Yeah. Just like, yeah, weird. we're kind of
1: quirked up. That's a good way to yeah, put it. Yeah. People
0: who are like, it just got to be quirked up. Like people have to be real and like silly. Mm-hmm. That's all. Yeah
1: some of the most iconic um like rom-coms were so good because they cast people who honestly I don't know if they would like cast today because mm-hmm. they had like Billy Crystal like Meg Ryan um, Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan mm-hmm. Um just like people like I'm looking at my copy of um, Lost in Translation like Bill Murray <laughs> like who's, right. who's looking yeah, at Bill Murray but... like you know what I mean but it's like that's I think that's more important you know Mm because you got to have comedy and rom comedy
0: Mm -hmm.
1: yeah
2: it's hard to replace it's hard to find a meg ryan though
1: yeah i think if you put all of us together we could like achieve like we could maybe come close no i think you're totally right to the charm (laughs) i
0: think think you're so right i think the three of us could yeah i mean just do a rom-com we could take this script and full feature and yeah, this script was run. good.
1: It really was good. It had the right amount of. What would you? I had I had a title in mind, but what would you call it?
0: Love, lovers.
2: Maybe something about the sign. The sign, something Ooh. looking for a sign. Saint
0: Valentine's
1: sign. Ooh, <laughs> the sign of Saint Valentine. <laughs>
0: <gasps> yeah, the sign of Saint Valentine. That's good. I like it. That's so like official, like. Yeah. <laughs> What's, what I, was your my, idea?
1: My title was just Love is a Cult. Ooh, hey,
0: that's good. Yeah. Love is, Love a, cult, is yeah. a Cult.
1: What it's... are you gonna do?
0: Yeah, what can you do about
1: it?
2: I would definitely like to see this on the big screen. Like I would he's, cast he's, yeah.
1: both of you immediately. You guys were both perfect for your <laughs> roles. <laughs> Thank you. you definitely be like the director
2: who inserts himself into like one of the smaller characters just to be in the movie you know yes once. you gotta be seen I would do that you're <laughs> like like the really quirky yeah. you could be the minister maybe or something I don't know the officiant
1: woo girl I think woo girl woo is girl.
0: Where,
1: I, where I really <laughs> you, you, know, you play finish.
0: you play like four different woo girls and you're just in different outfits and wigs in different ways right. yeah. yeah yes <laughs> absolutely absolutely Uh, yeah no this was really fun I enjoyed that I got to play like the two different tropes like three different tropes like the wise old lady the cool guy and the nice sweet sensitive guy because I I'm kind of all of those things in one
1: (laughs) absolutely I was like this kind of distills Caitlin like down to like oh, if we could distill you to a trope or two you had mm-hmm. a lot of um you had a lot of spinning plates to balance you know yeah yeah that's yeah.
2: very good way to put it
1: yep we got all quirked up quirked up on v-day
0: <laughs> quirked up hannah this, <laughs> this doesn't give you permission to call me <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's already like your contact name in my phone it's like caitlin quirked up mcbride you know
2: I already know it's a sensitive subject, so I'm not going to touch
0: it. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thanks for listening. This has been a very special episode. It was fun to be on the other side of the table read. And thank you so much, you two, my friends of the pod. I love you both. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day.